The Total Financial Hour is brought to you by Total Financial Solutions. Financial security will help you live the life you dream. Learn about financial power, the Total Financial Hour. Now hey, welcome to the show, the Total Financial Hour. I'm Eric Hallaby. i here all day just waiting for you to follow through. We're talking about your family's finances. Uh, no, in fact, I just came back from uh, a wonderful trip in Santa Barbara, celebrating uh, yesterday anyway. It was 27 years anniversary. Can you imagine that? 27 years. You guys used to be old <laughs> when you were 40. I said, oh, you're 40. That's old. Or, oh, 50 years, uh, 25 years of marriage. Oh, my gosh. Well, now, 50 years old and 27 years of marriage. Uh, it's weird, guys, because I don't know. It couldn't be better. I mean, I don't know what the, uh, I don't know how it works that way, right? When you think it's the best ever, and then all of a sudden it gets even better, and then you go, oh, well, this has got to be the best it's going to get, and then and then it gets even better. So, uh, lovely bride, happy anniversary. All right, we're talking about uh, some things that are going to cost you money, and, and I don't mean may or could. Uh, if you pay attention uh, to some of the articles I write, I wrote an article recently that went out in 60,000 copies, and it said this. There is a 100% chance, 100% chance that the pension system for the state of California is not going to be what you thought. In other words, they're going to lower the, the pensions you're going to receive or at least not give you pay raises. They're going to raise taxes if you're working uh, for that service, so you're going to have to pay more in order to get it. And they're going to raise taxes on the everyday working person. So if you're an everyday average Joe or gal, or, you know, and you're walking down the street and you have a job or a pension or Social Security... You will end up paying for government employees who could never get fired, who have amazing health care, and who have an incredible pension. You're going to have to pay extra because their pension was mismanaged, promised incorrectly, and is now underfunded by hundreds of billions of dollars. Not a few dollars. When I started doing financial services as a career 22 years ago, I sat down with a group of financial professionals and I said, hey, guys, it looks like the state of California is about $6 billion upside down. We don't know if they're going to do it. We can't. We don't know if they're going to fix it. $6 billion, that's a lot of money. And today, between the two or three pensions in the state, we're over $400 billion. Now, that's a, that's a huge number. So how are they going to pay for that and other things like this crazy train to nowhere, right, this... this uh, what do they call it? The, the high-speed rail? And if you've listened to the show, but just in case some of you are just tuning in, I want you to understand, one of the very first contracts was Diane Feinstein's husband, who received $100 million. Now, I'm sure his company was the only one in the country that could have done what it did. My goodness. And even at the risk of, uh, you know, I don't know, maybe even being inappropriate <laughs> they didn't they didn't even think about that you know what they said they said oh you guys are still vote for us eh, you guys will be upset for a weekend and then you'll go on Eh, we can cover it up because the media is on our side nobody's going to pay attention anyway the u.s senator's husband's company 100 million dollars and yet some of you in the pension world are going to suffer because there isn't enough money we don't have enough water and we're going to get into some of these social socially adjusted, uh, I don't know, crises, right? They kind of manufacture them. I'm going to go over a few of these. So if you're at least as old as I am or older, 
you're going to remember some of these. Here's a good example. You guys remember the killer bees? They were coming any minute now. Those killer bees up from Brazil, all the way up through Central America. They had graphics, pictures, Newsweek time. They covered it, right? Killer bees swarming up. And it isn't that the bee is bad. It's just that they swarm and they get out. Now, listen, they still exist, but they were supposed to annihilate us by the year 2000. Huh, that didn't work out. If you guys remember in the 1970s, Newsweek magazine, a very respected magazine at the time, had an article, I have a copy of it, framed in my office to remind me not to fall for these feelings, these social feeling scams that always come along where it shifts money, shifts money out of you, the taxpayer, and into special interest groups because we had global cooling. In the mid-70s, folks, global cooling. There's a picture in my uh, in the article that I have for Newsweek, and it has a, a picture of the United States, and it has the growing regions. That was the big thing. There's too much population. The growing regions are going to shrink. We don't want that many people. And so what that's going to do is it's going to affect your retirement accounts. So if you have a 401k or a 403b, right? 401k says you work for a for-profit company. 403B says you work for a school district, hospital, research facility, or nonprofit. It's also known as a TSA, tax-sheltered annuity, or 403B. Or if you have a 457, 457, that stands for deferred compensation, and that is usually a city, county, or a state worker. If you work for the federal government, like air traffic control or the post office, yours is called a thrift savings plan, TSP. Okay. All of those plans are pre-tax. That means you haven't paid tax on it. So today you get the discount, you put it in, you'll pay tax when you take it out. If there's enough of a crisis, if all of a sudden there's a problem, what do you think they're going to do to those kinds of plans? I think they're going to raise the taxes on it. I think they have to. I think they boxed themselves into a corner, the, the political world, to where they're going to put you in a place. And then all of a sudden these great ideas come that are supposed to change the world. I'll give you a good example. You guys remember wind turbines? The great Democrat Kennedy family. Don't put the wind turbines, even though it's some of the best, quote, property in order to get the wind and the efficiency and the, the right off of a place called oh, Martha's Vineyard. I don't know if you ever heard of that. Yeah, right, right in that area, the Kennedy, quote, compound, it would ruin their view. To look out and so they want it in your backyard because here's what happens. The extra noise, the constant sound of a humming noise all the way up through to a small hurricane, depends on how close you are. That's an ongoing thing. Can you imagine if that's in your backyard? They're okay if it's in your backyard, but not theirs. And here's the problem. They put these in the passes up in the Mojave, Tehachapi Desert, out through uh, Palm Springs. If you drive out there, it's beautiful. And the dirty little secret out there is it's also the pathway for migratory birds. Many are endangered. And so these pathways for migratory birds, why? Because the wind helps carry them, right? It's, it's, the, it's a logical thing. But they've put these wind turbines, the amount of birds that are killed, especially endangered birds, are off the charts. In fact, it's difficult to find the updated data because the, uh, the, the social leading groups that think that wind energy is the answer, we're actually finding that people are getting upset. So here's the challenge. 
I think you're going to have things like wind turbines where the total energy produced. Now, here's the last time they actually gave out data because they don't give it out very often. At least it's difficult to find. I have 2014. Wind turbines were everywhere through Mojave, Tachapi, Palm Springs. Uh, you know, they're, they're all over the place. You can see them. In 2014, the total energy produced by wind turbines statistically was zero. That means none because it was like 0. 0.0 something percent. So they rounded up to zero. I mean, is that not insane? And yet you guys are subsidizing it. So at least we went to solar panels, right? You've heard me talk about that. Solar panels. Even good conservatives go, you know, I'm going to do my part. I'm going to get a solar. And I'm not saying it's a bad idea. What I'm saying is the social idea of changing and pushing money through subsidies and tax credits. Just stop taking my money to begin with. Don't take it. Take 50 cents off to pay your administrative fees and then give me 50 cents back. Just stop taking it to begin with. But instead what they did is they created solar panels. Now listen, the toxic metals and waste that the government currently has no plans. There is zero plans in place. Your solar panels are going to last between 20 and 30 years. That's the, that's the warranty. That's the life expectancy. There's an amount of material in the current solar panels in use that rivals the toxic waste system of the old Superfund sites. Remember that? Superfund, right? It's old Three Mile Island and a lot of these uh, rivers in Chicago and New York that were just polluted. And the government said, we're going to come in. It's billions of dollars in projects. It's a multi-year cleaning and washing and and, uh, restoring of this area. So far, the public use of solar panels, which means you guys are going to have to pay. Somebody is going to have to destroy them, recycle them, dispose of them, something. Because as we start accelerating the 20, 30-year cycle, folks, there isn't a plan right now for anybody. Nobody knows. What are they going to do with the toxic waste that is found in each one of those solar panels? Listen, I'm not saying that don't use solar panels. Quit being so extreme. Just understand what's happening. Because I think they're going to tax you. Who has the money? You, the retiree. You. The 28-year-old kid who sleeps on your couch, he doesn't have any money. The 40-year-old who's married with two kids, who has uh, you know, 175000 in student loan between them, they don't have any money. Right? They, they didn't understand to save. They're spending $2,800 a month on a one-bedroom apartment. And they're leasing two cars. They're not going to tax them. There isn't any money to be had. But you, the retiree, I think that's where they're going to find the money. In February of 2017, right, just a year ago, a little, a little over a year, Southern California Edison tried, tried to give away the extra energy that was produced by the current solar panel systems. Tried to give it away. Nobody would take it. So in March, uh, so in February, March, nobody would take it. So California, we, you and me, the rate payers of Southern California Edison, had to actually pay Arizona to shut down their, their, their uh, operations, stop producing their own energy, send people home, give them days off, paid by who? Those people were paid. That utility in Arizona was paid by you, the ratepayer. And Southern California Edison and other uh, utilities here in the state said, ah, oh, we're going to give away the money. We're going to give away the energy. 
and we have to pay them to take it. They didn't give you a tax break. You notice that? They didn't say we don't need that many people. What did they do instead? There was no rate reduction. However, Southern California Edison gave the discount to the rate payers. So who's going to end up being stuck on that? I think you, you and me, the retirees, the people, the people with a little bit of money. Clean water, right? That's the new wave of the future. What do I think is going to happen? It's simple. Do you know we have the same amount of water on Earth today that we've had since the dawn of civilization? Right? Some people say, listen, uh, you know, there's uh, dinosaurs were drinking and, and uh, passing through the same water that we're drinking today. It's the same. It goes through a cycle. Remember that from the fifth grade? It goes up into the clouds, comes down as rain, goes into the rivers, goes into the ocean. Right? Evaporation, back up. It's not a big deal. The only problem to solve is to get more clean water. Okay, no problem. The state of California currently sends trillions, with a T, trillions of, of gallons of water out through the Sacramento River instead of diverting it to the farmers. So the Central Valley farmers have to use the same water that was designated for you and me to drink. In other words, the, the water crisis, believe it or not, was exacerbated, if not created, by policies that say we're going to save a fish. Now, you might say, you know, retirement accounts, uh, uh, savings. Yes, you guys. These aren't in and of themselves bad. They're just not thought out. So they take this social idea, add a bunch of feelings, and then attach a dollar figure. When you take social idea plus feelings times dollar figure, it equals you're the loser. Because there isn't a solution to the solar panels. There is a solution to clean water. Simple. There is. How are you going to get it? I think with your retirement accounts, having a big bucket of dollars, remember, remember this, about four, maybe six years ago now, the Obama administration signed an executive order and said, every single person who has a retirement account, the the holder, the the administrator, has to report your balance with your social security number to them. That never happened before. It was only when you made a deposit, were you eligible to make that much money in that deposit into that type of account, and at age 70 and a half. In between that, nobody cared. Republican administration, Democrat administration, Republican Congress, Democrat Congress, nobody cared. Until President Obama signed an executive order because he knew he couldn't get it through law through Congress. And he said... The average everyday person that you and I have is uh, money that we're saving. Now, you might not remember, but I do. And he gave a speech. Who needs more than $3 million in their retirement account anyway? What are you going to do with it? Right? A bunch of people cheer, cheered. Can you say socialism? Who can, why not $2.5 million? Why not $3.8 million? Why not five? Why not $20 million? For the man who's been out of the presidency for 18 months, who is now a multimillionaire, do you think any of that came from the Clinton Foundation? I don't know. Do you think any of that came from Iran when he gave them $190 billion in cash? It's like a payoff. And you guys just sit by and go, oh, hmm, how about that? Pass the salt. Hmm. Imagine that. It was your money. Clean water is very simple. You have to have energy 
in order to allow the evaporation process. Right? So it's, a, it's a hobby of mine. It's an evocation. Simple to do. We're the Saudi Arabia of natural gas. Why aren't we allowing that? Well, President Trump's administration is. Why do you think natural gas is so inexpensive to operate compared to gasoline or compared to uh, electric energy? Right? Department of Water and Power, required, L.A. City Water and Power required you to reduce usage. You did. People did by 20%. Everybody got a pat on the back. Then they went to the committees and the uh, city council and its group and said, we need to raise the rates because, uh, listen, we're not laying anybody off. And they're paying less because they – so you have to pay more for the same amount or less money. So, so don't expect them to be your friend. Simple enough. Your retirement, the toxic waste of the solar panels, the inefficient use of wind turbines. And believe it or not, the supplying of fresh water to the world is going to cost money. And because you are the only one with money, as a retiree, they're going to look to take your money. You need to be very careful. I think Wall Street is a villain always because they are very complicated. They'll tell you things that are you're coming and you're going and you're up and you're down. And I'm going to go over. I had a, a couple people ask me, can you go over that list? of words and phrases and things just to kind of be sure that my broker's telling me the truth. You know, how do I know if they know what they're doing or if they even understand it or if they're shady or whatever? How do I know that? So I'm going to give you just some clues. Uh, enough years, almost 11 years as a police officer, I can tell you, you get a feeling about somebody. And you guys know it. You get that instinct. Women, you call it women's intuition. So I'm going to kind of give you a little bit of a, of a guideline here after the break of what I think you have to watch out for. If your broker, your financial advisor, professional, insurance agent, whatever, is using these words, I think mm, there might be something going on. Back to some of the crazy rules that I see coming. You guys remember Proposition 65? Proposition 65. We need to tell people that there are toxic chemicals inside this pool company this radio station, your restaurant. We need to tell everybody, the cleaning chemicals. And so they've made it a law that you have to post a sign. It's called a Proposition 65 warning. Millions of dollars were spent on the ad to get it on the ballot so that you would vote for it. And you guys did, man. Good for you. So what, what is it? Remember symbolism over substance? I carry about math. One plus one is two. Of course, feelings for my relationships, but I don't feel about my business. I, you have to do math about it, right? Should I open this store? Well, I don't know. Let's do the math. But I feel like it's going to work. That's nice. I feel like I'm six foot two, but when you do the, <laughs> grab the ruler. I'm not, right? It doesn't matter what you feel. Numbers are numbers. So put feelings where they're appropriate in, in relationships. But when it comes to math, you can't feel one plus one being six. It just doesn't work. When Proposition 65 and the, the voters stood up to those chemical places, what did they do? Just everybody put those Prop 65. The guys who won were the ones who made the signs. That was a great business. Make the signs that say Proposition 65 states the warning is that there's chemicals known to the state of California to cause cancer, pregnancy this, and so what? 
Now the signs are everywhere. You guys still go to the same same gas stations. You guys go to the same pool companies and restaurants. And what's the difference? Nothing. But you feel better, didn't you? Because you voted yes on that. What I'm saying is you're the one with the money. And when they start feeling, they're going to take your money. So be very careful. Watch who you vote for, but watch the type of account you have. You want as many post-tax accounts as possible. I like Roth IRAs. I do. Roths, you're not going to pay tax anymore. It's a good thing when you get to put it away, right? And it's done. Here's another one. You guys remember the the handicap pool entrances? You may not, but if you go to a, a public pool, you'll see it. It's those um, the lifts that allow folks with wheelchairs and, or other disabilities to get into the pool. Do you know that they still got into pools before that? It wasn't easy. Do you know there were portable things that allowed people to be able to get in and out of pools? And if there were enough customers and the gym or the association or, or, the, or the housing tract or whatever, they would put in. However, a law passed. And it said, if you have a pool that's accessible to other people, I'm surmising it, of course, you have to put in one of these things. Thousands, tens of thousands of dollars between engineering, buying it, core drilling the pool. And they sit empty. In fact, there are years that go by where nobody uses them. I'm not saying, listen, I have family that are in wheelchairs. I get it. But how did they get into the pools before? Oh, well, it's so difficult. We have to. I get it. Okay. But does that mean somebody across town has to pay for your piece of equipment? Because, you know, it doesn't happen for free, right? You know, somebody has to pay these tens of thousands of dollars every single public pool. But everybody feels good. They clap. They see a picture of a kid in a wheelchair, an older lady. We all clap. And you go about your way. And they just took more money out of your pocket. Again, I'm not putting a value judgment on the idea. I'm putting a value judgment on the process that says it's okay to feel something is right and therefore tax you or take your money. Here's one that drives me crazy because the evidence was there. And if you see it driving on the 5 freeway by the 405 in northern L.A., You know those black shade balls that they drop into the reservoir? Have you seen those you drive by? They're in a few different reservoirs now. The black shade balls that the L.A. City Department of Water and Power have been pouring into uh, L.A. area reservoir. Studies have shown they actually take more water to make than they actually save. Oh, my gosh, you guys. This is just math and logic. The test conducted actually found that the chrome-coated ones would not attract as much algae. Therefore, it was healthier water. But they were less, the black uh, shade balls were less money. The chrome ones, oh no, those were more money. So instead of thinking more than just five minutes, the amount of algae that grows to the heated shade balls is enormous, requiring maintenance, cleaning. What are the consequences? Millions of dollars spent from your money which is why they required a rate increase, one of the reasons, for the L.A. Department of Water Power. Rate payers pay more money. What a waste. See, instead of thinking through things and weighing the differences, the ideas of feelings versus thinking, they can and they will cost you money. When you're on a fixed income as a retiree, you have to budget for these crazy social ideas. I don't know what's next. Nobody knows. But if you're going to live another 20 years, chances are you're going to have another one come. 
I don't know what. All right, every time you turn around, you start to see it. They test the water. Oh, they talk about uh, you know global warming, and everybody uh, goes crazy, and then they realize the statistics aren't bearing out, so they call it climate change. That's what it is, climate change. Right? You understand how quickly they went from global cooling in the 70s to global warming, and Al Gore made lots of money. And uh, what's the, the other guy that was running for Edwards, right? That was running for uh, president? His house, he was all this global warming, energy, ah, global. The energy that his house, and by the way, Al Gore's house as well, it requires more energy to run his home than the local town, the closest town from him. I mean, hypocrisy, right? They show up at Davos or the global climate change in Paris, and they all have private jets. Take a look. The amount of money. Well, you don't understand. That's for you guys. You guys have to save, not us. It's the same thing with the gun situation, right? Diane Feinstein has a gun permit. She has a license to carry her own gun, but she doesn't want you to be able to. She does. That's been known for years. Political figures, movie stars, they all want to take your gun rights away. But look, the point is, there's a depth of hypocrisy. If you think they're going to help you save money or get your pension, it's not going to happen. Their job is to keep and control you and to create another fire over here and another crisis over here. And my fear is, as a retiree, you're the one with the money. You're the one that's going to have to pay for it. All right? So when we come back after the break, I'm going to get into some things I want you to be careful when a, when a financial professional says how to watch out, make sure that they're not uh, tricking you, and, and uh, make sure your accounts are on track. And then I've got an account this week, guys, that will blow your mind. It's the worst one yet. Grab your pen and paper. You can do the math with me when we come back. Remember, it's about math and logic on the Total Financial Hour. I'm Eric Hallaby. Thanks for being with me. On your place for news, talk, and information, this is AM870, The Answer. Learn from Arab Halaby. Learn about financial power, the total financial hour. Now Arab has a plan for me. Financial security will help you live the life you dream. Learn about financial power. Hey, welcome back to the show. Hey, thanks for staying with us. I'm Arif Hallaby. It's kind of a different name, isn't it? Yeah, my dad is from Lebanon. It's my grandfather's name. You ever have a chance to have Lebanese food, folks? It's my favorite. It's what I grew up with. That was my hamburgers and hot dogs, by the way. My mom's a Michigan farm girl, but uh, she cooked Arabic food better than anybody I knew. Uh, Maybe except my dad. My dad's an amazing cook. Uh, so good food. There's a couple of great Lebanese restaurants, uh, in uh, one in Glendale, of course, but my favorite is my uncle's restaurant in Sherman Oaks. You're always welcome to go. Send me an email or a text. I'll tell you where it is. It's right on Woodman and Moore Park. Okay, folks, uh, we're talking about financial stuff. Let me give you some ideas, some things that I want you to watch out for. Uh, whenever you have a financial uh, professional and they start using words that uh, – th- here's a good example – a client was in this week, and she said, you know, every time I ask what my fees were, the financial, uh, the broker would say, well, you know, it's uh, pretty low, and then he would start talking about something else. Okay, and she would come back. She said, every time I tried to get into the fees, he would use a dollar figure like, it's only $35 a year, and then he would start getting into another subject. So she said it happened three times, and then eventually she said, I, I don't know, it's kind of weird. I'm wondering if he... You know, maybe he doesn't want me to know, or maybe he doesn't know. So 
she had seen me about four days or five days later. We looked at the account. This particular account was $1.4 million. A lot of money. Wonderful. Good for them. $1.4 million. Are you ready to fees? <laughs> he told her it was $35 a year. She said, oh, okay. We looked at it. It didn't really grow that much. Somewhere in the neighborhood of about 300000 or 30%, but in about nine years. Right? So 30% in nine years. It's not bad, but it's not great. It's better to go in the right direction. But why? Why did she make $30,000 in nine, uh, sorry, 300, 300,000 in nine years, and her fees were $21,000 a year? So 21 times nine, it's about $180,000. So let's think about this. Broker made 180, she made 300. Now, you might say that's fair, maybe. It, it isn't to me, that, that's not, it doesn't, the math doesn't work. She made this money and inherited some of this money for years, right? It, it doesn't matter. It's not the broker's money. It's not his. He didn't earn it. His job is to care for it and to have it grow. And if it grows, great. I don't mind paying you. you I bought something. I received it, right? I give you money. You get me something. I pay for it. See how it works? I mean, it's not a, it, it isn't anything too tricky. It's very similar to going and buying a car. Right? It's like buying a, oh, I don't know a meal at a restaurant. You look at the menu. Can you imagine for a minute if you would eat like this every single day? And it wasn't until once per quarter, maybe once a month, but maybe once every three months, you go out to dinner every day. There are no prices on the menu. And you order your food. You go, hey, you know, it's pretty good. I feel good. It's a great restaurant, marble floors. Waiters are, are dressed properly and very polite. Then you go out next month, next week, consistently. And then at the end, you get a funky statement. It looks weird, and there's all these numbers and percentages, and, and uh, the word is on one side on the left, and on the far right is the number and the percentages. And you ask yourself, you know, how much am I doing again? What, what does this cost again? You see, you wouldn't do that, and then once a month or once a quarter, Say, okay, what's the price that I paid for all these food, the, the food that I ate? It's over. It's not like you can go back and give the food back. It's over. So you would ask yourself, how much does it really cost to, quote, manage my accounts? In her case, you guys, it was somewhere a little more than $21,000 per year, 2000 a month. Now, listen, if you're making me 10000 a month, I'll give you two. I think that's a fair deal. Right? If you made me 20000 I might give you five. You know, you made me a little bit more, I'll pay a little bit more. But what about in March when they lost her money? Do you think he still got paid, his 2000 Yep. So I'm not asking you to say never have those accounts. That's up to you and your broker and your tax professional. And What I'm saying is if you want some or part of your money free, then that's what we do. If you feel like something's fishy going on, you're probably right. If your broker uses words like, well, you know, to tell you the truth, right? I understand that's kind of a nervous thing. But if you're a professional, you fix those things, right? A professional is ongoing training. A professional consistently has standards that are publicly known and that are adhered to, to tell you the truth. Or here's one, you know, honestly. Honestly, Joe, this is the way it goes. You go, really? Did you just lie to me? What? Here's another one. 
uh, listen, there are no guarantees in life, right? You start to get a little upset. You see some losses, maybe some large fees, and you can't figure out why, or everybody else is making money, or your other account isn't losing, but this account is. Listen, there are no guarantees in life, and your financial retirement accounts are no different. I actually had a broker tell a client that in front of me. There's no guarantees in life. I said, whoa, 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 excuse me, Mr. Broker. We can guarantee. He says, oh, yeah, what do you guys guarantee? I said, it's very simple. Our accounts guarantee that the market, when it goes up, you'll earn some interest. And when it goes down, you're never going to lose. You'll go up when the market goes up. When it goes down, you never lose. But, Arif, what is that? I go, it's called a fixed index annuity. (gasps) Yep, I don't like variable annuities for all sorts of reasons. The fees are ridiculous. You have no idea what you're paying. Three, four, five percent in fees. And I don't like accounts that when you put your money in, you can go backwards. I just don't. If a broker ever says, don't worry, trust me. Don't worry, trust me. Or this is my favorite. When you start to question, and this happened to a client a few weeks ago. Her and her husband were on a conference call with the broker, and they were asking questions. Questions that I said that I asked them, they didn't know the answers to, so then they asked the broker. They said, I don't know. We never asked that, so let's find out. So they asked the broker. (laughs) The broker starts answering questions, and probably by the third or fourth one, they were on a conference call with them. I wasn't on the call. I just had to listen to their interpretation of it, and here's what they said. He started getting a little bit upset, raising his voice, and then yelled at them and says, are you guys questioning my integrity? And they both said they looked at each other. They go, well, no, that's not what we meant. Or, or I didn't say that. Did you say that? I didn't, I didn't mean that. And all of a sudden, he took it to an extreme as if it was a liberal arguing about something in which they have no facts but just feelings. It was the same kind of conversation. Oh, yeah, but let me tell you how I feel. Well, you can feel any way you want. It doesn't make it true. And here he starts yelling, are you questioning my integrity? Don't you trust me? And they said right then and there, they knew he had something to hide. So, look, be careful. This is your retirement accounts. Things that scare you when said by your financial advisor or your financial professional are real. Their job is not to just open up an account, name, address, social, next, and then go find another one. If their job is to, quote, manage it, if that's their job, if that's what you're paying for, then you should ask, how are we managing it? And they will say. And if you like it, great, keep it. If you don't, then you have to ask yourself, am I paying for a robot to manage my money? Am I paying for a computer? Am I paying for some team of people in New York or Chicago? I don't know. That's all great, but then why am I paying this person again? And did they beat the market if I just put it in without any fees or with very, very, very low fees? And if they did then great, you can stay with them. But if they didn't, then you have to ask yourself, what am I buying? Because I don't want you to buy something and then not receive it. You wouldn't do that in any other place, right? You wouldn't wouldn't do that at a restaurant. You wouldn't do that when you buy your car, your clothes, right? Imagine for a minute you walk in to a restaurant and you give everybody else money. You pay everybody else for their meal. You don't eat. And you walk out. You would say, oh, Eric, that would never happen. You're paying for somebody's meal. Right? It's simple. I think you're going to end up having to make sure that the lies and the cover-ups that happened through health insurance, when they, they tricked you, they tricked a lot of people through that debacle called Obamacare, 
And now as a retiree, you will end up paying more money. Listen, it's a great idea because you, you'll sound like a crazy person if you don't like, let's vote for the affordable housing, California affordable housing. Well, shoot, I like affordable housing. The Veterans Health Care Act of 19. Well, gosh, I love veterans. You know, the, the make sense, financial common sense. Okay, I want financial common sense. Right, you guys will vote for that stuff because all of these propositions, yesterday you couldn't live without them. And I tell my wife and my kids, uh, you know, even when I speak in a group, I say, listen, if you're running around going, gosh, I just wish they would do something about, and, and then you see it on the ballot, wonderful. I'll tell you what, make it very simple. Proposition letter A, we will fix the potholes. Sign me up for that? Yes. Uh, proposition B, we will get homeless people off the street and not have them uh, you know, urinating and sleeping in front of offices and, and in parking lots. Yep, check that box. But when you have to put 15 pages and you give it in one paragraph, you take it away in another, you put half of it back, the only way that people buy that stuff is with those really simple one-liners. This will allow you to what? Because part of it is they are being directed by marketing and feelings. Your retirement account, how are you going to know? My concern, you guys, is this. We're having record number of people, of people, clients, leaving the state of California when they retire. I don't want you to do that. I want you to stay, if, if this is where you want to be, if your children or grandchildren are here, if you like the weather, if you have a home, if you have family, friends, if you have a great church to go to. But what we're seeing is this bifurcation, meaning the very poor... And stop and talk to them. I, I stop and talk to the homeless folks every once in a while, and I'll ask them where they're from. Most of them, almost all, I'd say, you know, four out of five. It's a rough number, not an official survey, but probably four or five, uh, four out of, out of five. We'll say I'm from Ohio, Oregon, Illinois, not from California. And you ask, how'd you get out here? And they say, the bus. Well, why did you come to Santa Monica? Why did you come to downtown LA? Why are you here? And what? Oh, well, because this is great weather. I go, yeah, yeah, but well, because we were kicked out. <laughs> it used to be that they would actually send you, right? Remember, if you, if you listened to the, a couple of weeks ago, I was covering, uh, we actually had, when I was a policeman, homeless people that would get off the bus in Santa Monica and they would come into West LA Division and would say, where are you from? They said, well, I was either sentenced to go to jail in Ohio by the judge you go to jail, or here's a one-way bus ticket. Greyhound bus, take it until you can't go anymore, <laughs> until you, you see the Pacific Ocean and get off. And because Santa Monica feeds people on the City Hall lawn, I think they, they used to, they probably still do, breakfast and dinner. So there's a line of folks. And if you see somebody healthy, who was it, Michael Jordan had a great saying, Michael Jordan had a wonderful saying. I don't know today if he, uh, he would be shut down by the, the, the crazies on the left, right? The, the regular liberals are, a lot of us have liberal values, right? We want First Amendment. We want people to be able to talk, all that. But the crazies on the socialist left would probably, you know, chase Michael Jordan right out of the basketball league. Because he said, if you can come up to me and ask for a dollar, then you can also say, Hi, welcome to McDonald's. May I take your order? <laughs> so Michael Jordan 
is a pretty smart guy. He understands hard work. But I don't know if he would get away with saying that today. I think the social policies, folks, are going to drive your retirement accounts up. And I think more and more that you can manage and watch things on your own or more and more of there being products that are very simple and easy to understand. I think it's going to chase you away from the brokerage world because you don't need that risk. Right? I don't know when it's going to crash, but I can tell you we're at, what did we hit, nine years? Uh, in March of 2017, we had a nine-year reasonably uh, straight up, not quite, but straight up tra- trajectory for nine years. I don't know if we've ever had that before, right? Part of it is because we were so darn low in, in 2008, 2009, we were in the tank. So you almost couldn't go anywhere but up. But why is it that the average account has not earned the same amount of money as the market? I think it's because of fees. I think it's because, oh, I don't know, maybe, just maybe, they put you in accounts where it's not really profitable. It just happens to be the favorite of the day. And pay attention to this. Another little trick that maybe you, you've got a, the wrong broker is this. Watch how when, when you open an account, if it says whatever, XYZ brokerage company, and inside of those are mutual funds or uh, sub-accounts through annuities that are the same name as the company on the top, meaning Mass Mutual, and then it says Mass Mutual's large cap whatever, or Morgan Stanley. Morgan Stanley's uh, small cap world fund, right? Or Merrill Lynch or Charles Schwab, they all do it. If underneath there, they have what's called proprietary funds. It used to be, here's how bad it was, and this isn't too long ago. It used to be that if one particular account, I want to say it was Morgan Stanley, but if you didn't have 70%, 70% of the money that was invested under me, if I was the supervisor, if my guys, my team, didn't have 70% of the money that, that they brought in invested in a proprietary fund, which meant more fees, then I didn't get my bonus. So people were subject, brokers, to not really having a choice of what's best for you. Now, some of those rules have changed, but I can tell you those funds are still the more profitable ones because it's like buying a Costco brand or a Walmart. Right or Albertsons. It's like going in and buying the Kroger brand off the shelf. You realize they don't have to pay Johnson and Johnson or, or or any of these Kimberly Clark. They don't have to pay them. They can have a similar product, even made in the same factory, even made the, you know with the same machines, but they cut out the middleman. So when you see proprietary funds at your investment and your mutual fund, they may have substantially more in fees, and or be more profitable. Now again. If you say, I'm buying this and you're getting it, then great. If you say, Arif, I have this much money, right? Uh, I don't know, uh, $500,000, and I want to keep 200000 safe and have 300000 at risk, that's up to you. We are the safe money experts. My job is to keep your money from going backwards. The problem is it just doesn't pay the same, right? So everybody, if you have a license, can do what I do. Every brokerage company, every agent but it doesn't pay you every single month or every single year, right? You actually have to do something for it. We actually have to work. So it's not as, it's not as profitable. There isn't a layers of fees that pay people back in New York and then research people and it just doesn't do that because it doesn't have to. So you're not going to see it as a very 
lucrative place. Therefore, I think, and, and brokers have told me, we're not even allowed to sell those. I said, why? They said, because there isn't enough money in it to pay all the supervisors, the secretaries, the managers, the people, researchers, the marketing department, the Super Bowl commercial. There just isn't enough people. There's no money. Well, the good news is I spend my Sunday talking to you. And I'm the owner of Total Financial Solutions. It's my company. We have a great staff, a great team of people. Their job is to help you. Most of them are licensed. But you see me. I'm the financial professional. If you want some of your money safe, great. I'm the insurance professional that walks in and says, can we help you keep some or part of your money safe? If we can, great. If not, you say, Arif, I want you to, to take a look at my overall portfolio risk and see, you know, should I buy... Uh, Pork bellies, or I'm not going to tell you that. It's not my strength. It's not my expertise. Right? Look, the doctor who treats your heart condition, when she went to medical school, yeah, she also learned about flu and the cold and, and pneumonia. She did. But she's going to tell you, go to an expert in the, in the ear, nose, and throat. Go to the expert who, who knows bronchitis and pneumonia. Don't go to me, the heart surgeon. So that's it. I am the expert in what I do. I am not an expert in the stock market. And ask those guys that say, oh, we can do everything. Oh, we can do everything. I say, wonderful. What are you good at? They go, well, I just told you we could, we're, we could do this. We could do that. Great. Then what are you great at? Ask them, what are you great at? And if they say they're great at everything, you know they're baloney, full of baloney. Because nobody can be great at anything. I don't care who you are. Right? You could be great at one or two things. That's it. And you can't be great, generally speaking, at things that are the opposite. Right? Oh, I'm great at uh, commercial plumbing and I'm great at residential plumbing. Well, those are different. Still in the plumbing world. Listen, I'm a great heart surgeon and I'm a great neurosurgeon. Mm, probably not. Probably not. I'm a good family doctor. That's right. When you're in your 30s and your 40s, you need a family doctor. Right? You need the guy or gal that you can walk in. They kind of know a little bit, but about a lot of things. They see something wrong or an x-ray or an ultrasound. Go speak to the kidney specialist. Go speak to the podiatrist. We are that expert. If you go to the broker at the bank or the credit union or the brokerage firm, and they can do a little bit of everything, they're probably like the family doctor. And when you're 30 or 40, maybe that's okay. But as you start getting closer to retirement, you need somebody who understands Safety. You need somebody who understands guaranteed sources of income, understanding the strategic uh, income thing, right? It's not a big deal. It's just what we do. It's different than them. So be very careful, guys. It's not my goal to kind of beat over the head with this, but I'm just seeing things more and more, and it concerns me. You can always give us a call at 888 sorry, 888 retire 888-99-RETIRE. That's 888-997-3847. 888-99-RETIRE. A lot of numbers today, isn't it? Well, that phone number works all week long, so feel free to get a hold of us. If you have a question during the week or you say, hey, I want to set up a phone appointment with Eric or you want to come into one of our offices, it's wonderful. We have a great, great staff. Uh, we have an office in Glendale. It might be closer for some of you in the south end, even a place that we use down in the Long Beach area. We uh, partner up with somebody down there in and they let us use their offices. We let them use ours when, when he comes north. Uh, so Santa Clarita, 
Simi Valley, the Antelope Valley, for some of you listening out in the Palmdale area, we're there once in a while. Uh, but we'd love to be able to set up a time to, to go over things. Maybe we can help you with some or part of your income uh, and your, your portfolio. It's this, very simple. Safety is our priority, period. That's our first thing is to not lose your money. Remember when you go to a doctor and it's that Hippocratic Oath where they say, first, do no harm. Right? Don't make things worse. So I never want you to jump from the frying pan into the fire. It's not our goal. Right? Our goal is to get, your heck, get, you know, get the heck out of the frying pan. Number two is we're looking for reasonable gains. We think somewhere between three and six, maybe even four and eight, as rates start to go change a little bit, maybe we can have three to three to six percent rate of return, something like that, on average. Maybe a two, maybe a one, maybe a zero, maybe a ten, maybe a nine. And every year, your gains are locked in. As your gains are locked in, we never go backwards. Kind of like a ratchet, right? Instead of an elevator that goes up and down, that's your current brokerage, you can go all the way to the top floor. An escalator only goes up a couple of floors at a time, doesn't it? Then you got to get off and you reset. With us, we reset at the end of every year. Oh, the market is up. Great. If it goes down, we just stay on that floor. We're not going anywhere. If it goes up, we get to take the escalator up a floor or two again. As opposed to the elevator that you can have wonderful years. You can make 20, 30% in the market. That's great. You could also lose 20-30%. So you decide what you're comfortable with and where you're comfortable and how that works. And if it's good, if it works, then maybe we're the right fit for you. 888-99-RETIRE. It's 888-99-RETIRE. Last thing before I leave you here this afternoon is to look at a couple of things. I want you to be, be uh, very cautious about your health care. In future shows, we're going to be talking about ways to set up a special fund for your long-term care, to set up a special account to take care of you for a nursing home and other issues so that you never have to worry about changes or costs increasing because we are seeing it. A friend of ours right now, uh, her, her uh, aunt, is in a long-term care facility at $10,000 a month. Folks, that eats through your portfolio rather quickly. So we have some solutions to that. Stay tuned to a future show as we continue in this hour of the program. We're going to end and then we're going to see you next week. You can always go to hometowns. Uh, you can always go to uh, uh, AM870. Go to theanswer.com. Click on Total Financial Solutions or go to tfswealth.com. TFS stands for Total Financial Solutions. tfswealth.com. Or give us a, how, uh, a shout out at 888-99-RETIRE. That's 888-99-RETIRE. Thanks for joining me this hour of the program. I'm Eric Hallaby. Thanks for being here on AM870, The Answer. The Total Financial Hour. Now Arif has a plan for me, higher income strategy. I'll retire comfortably, thanks to Arif Halaby. Now every dollar's got a job to do. The Total Financial Hour is brought to you by Total Financial Solutions.